Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped round Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Thanks be to God. Now, young folk, I'm really not going to speak for very long uh, this morning, okay? The Easter egg hunt is definitely coming, okay? It's on uh, the way. Um, But I do want to just uh, have a little reflection uh, on the story of the resurrection today. Now, I want each one of us, just for a, a moment or two, just to imagine that you had been there on that first Easter morning, just like the three people that we read about Uh, in uh, our reading today. On Great Good Friday, you had experienced great sadness because Jesus had been crucified. This amazing teacher, miracle worker, that some believe to be the Messiah, even the Son of God, and yet he's put to death like a common criminal at Golgotha, the place of the skull. And if you were going to the tomb on that first Easter Sunday morning, there would have been only one thing that you would have been expecting. And that's to find a a sealed tomb with Jesus' body in it where it had been laid. That would have been your expectation as you went to where the tomb was that morning. How surprised, therefore, you would have been if you saw that the large stone which had been placed in front of the tomb was no longer there. And how surprised you would have been that Jesus' body wasn't there. Now, the the first person who goes to the tomb is Mary Magdalene. And she sees that the stone is gone, the body of Jesus is no longer there, and she runs off to Simon Peter and another disciple, most likely John. Now, one of the things I hope you noticed in the story was there were lots of running. Do you notice that? Ever seen that before? There's lots of running in the Easter story. Mary runs. She runs. We don't know if she was a runner, but she ran off to see Simon Peter and John. There's lots of running in this story. Now, whilst youngsters like to run about at top speed, isn't that right, Alistair and John? When you reach a certain age... You only really run when you have to, don't you? You're late for the bus or the train. You've got to run for it. Unless you're one of those kind of strange people who likes fitness. Mary runs to Simon Peter and John. And then I hope you notice Simon Peter and John 
then run to the tomb. You notice that? Because they were desperate to see, well, is what Mary has said, is it true? Now, it's likely that John was a little bit younger than Peter. And if you read this story, there's a bit of a humorous part in it. Because John, who writes the story, makes it quite clear he got there first. He was clearly a faster runner. And as John reaches the tomb, he bends over, bends into the tomb. It would probably have been quite low. And he sees the strips of linen. But he doesn't go in. But Peter, who's taking up the rear, he finally gets there. And knowing Peter, he doesn't wait. He just goes straight into the tomb. And he goes. And he sees the strips of linen and the cloth that was round Jesus' head, and they're separated. Now, why this was so puzzling was that if Jesus' body had simply been stolen, it would have been the grave clothes that would have been taken. The grave clothes were a thing of value. So why are they left behind? That's the puzzling thing. You see, as we come again to this Easter story that so many of us know so well, the question for us is, what do we make of it? You see, for Mary, there was puzzlement. Where is the Lord? We don't know quite what Peter was thinking exactly, but maybe he was equally confused. But for the disciple John, there was something remarkable. Did you notice it in the reading? Because when he went inside the tomb, he sees that the tomb is empty, that the grave clothes are there separated. And what does it say in our passage? He believes. He believes. Now, he doesn't fully understand. He certainly hasn't put all the the pieces together, but he believes. Now, every Easter we are confronted with a story about Jesus. We are confronted with the empty tomb, the stone rolled away, the folded grave clothes, the separate headpiece. And the question that we are left with is, what do we make of it? Are we just confused? Do we think it's a hoax? Or are we with the disciple John? We see and we believe. You see, it might seem really unlikely. For how can someone who is dead rise to life? But this is something that Jesus said would happen. This is what Old Testament scriptures like Psalm 16, Isaiah 53, even the story of Jonah that we've looked at recently, they point towards that Jesus was going to rise again. Do you look at the evidence? And do you believe? And if you do believe, then the implications of this will change your life. They cannot but change your life. You see, if Jesus remained dead, remained in the tomb, there is no possibility of us rising from the dead. There is no hope of life for us. But if Jesus has risen, then we too have the hope of life. You see, on Good Friday, Jesus paid the price for all our wrongdoing, for all our sin, bringing forgiveness that we might come into the presence of God. And on Easter Sunday, Jesus rose again, bringing life and hope. After these last two years, which have been 
so difficult for everyone? Is it not this message of life and hope that we need, especially at this time? I know in my own life that I need this message. I need this message of life. I need this message of hope. I need this message of peace. So what about you? Do you believe it? Because it is the way to life. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Lord God, what a delight it is to come before you this morning, to come and to worship you, and to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And Father, as we look at this story afresh and anew today, as we look at the evidence for Jesus rising again, we pray that you would give us courage in our own lives to make our own decision as to what to do with this story, as to whether we believe it or not. But Father, we thank you that through this story, through Jesus rising from the dead, we can find life and we can find hope. So, Father, speak to us through your word, we pray. For we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.